This podcast is brought to you by Backyard Box Office Kansas City. Listen up, NFL fans. Imagine you're in the backyard, ribs on the smoker, two hours to kick off, and all the neighbors will be at your house soon. But you only have 50 inches of screen and a few couch spots. This year, call Backyard Box Office Kansas City and have them bring the big screen outdoor theater experience to you with screens from 10 feet all the way up to 23 feet. Everyone in the neighborhood can come together to watch the big game for scheduling and prices. Go to BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com and use code TLC for 10% off. Again, that's BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com, code TLC for 10% off. Listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Well, boys, that was a game. It was a game. Was a game. Happened. Not happy about it. Well, we got things to talk about. Maybe, maybe if you were up at 11.30, you heard me call into the 810 post game show. I was on there. Did you really? <laughs> I did. I wasn't that mad. At that point, I had calmed down. Um, but I was on there, so maybe you heard me. At me if you heard me. Pete was a little mad. Yeah. Was it? Oh, dude, he was throwing his hat and stormed off. Well, he was yeah. gone before. He was here with us. I know, but I didn't. Oh, yeah, no. He threw down his hat and he stormed out. He's like, well, see you guys. I slammed your table yeah, with, my, you with my hand. Sorry about that. No, I. <laughs> it, felt like a st- it felt like a sturdy table. It's a sturdy table. I, I built was, it with my own hands. I was pretty chill. I don't get too worked up about regular season games. Well, I do when I know what the Twitter scene's about to be like. See, that's why I don't engage in those Twitter conversations. I don't engage in them. I just am a masochist and can't not look. I, Listen, can we I'm, I'm very much a person who doesn't care what people think. Before though. we even get to the game, can we just start off with Chiefs Twitter? Is that one what thing a, what we a can place? Can we just start <laughs> off with that? Like, dude, there's highs and there's lows and there's nothing in between. There's mm-hmm. no like, and that's okay. At all times, there's At highs all and lows. <laughs> like, we could be winning a game by 70. It could be Kansas City versus Western Carolina, <laughs> like Oklahoma, and it's 76 to nothing. And somebody's there complaining about something. But the issue is, is Patrick Mahomes has two incompletions. How can he do this? <laughs> but they pulled Tyreek in the second quarter. That's soft. The one thing I don't understand is, and I, I get, I guess I get the sentiment. But the number one thing you hear from a lot of fan accounts or people who are larger in the Chief Twitter community sure. is, "We're spoiled, and we just need to sit back." And I don't, I don't think there's a place for that. Like, it is. There is something to be said for is we are spoiled. Like we, we definitely we are. We we've a had lot too of many, success for the Chiefs a lot of, in the last few years in a short amount of time compared to a lot of non-success, mm-hmm. a lot of failure, a lot of losing seasons. Yes, but that's like sitting there and tell. I tweeted it out. I nobody looked at it. Yeah, but, I saw it. <laughs> but it's like telling Tyran, Patrick, Tyree, Travis, you guys are spoiled because of where you've been at. Yeah. Get complacent. Okay, you're good. You you're good. You don't need to get any better. We just need to be as good as last year and not get any worse and not get any better and just make a Super Bowl. But that's not how you make a Super Bowl. No. And that's not how you get into the Hall of Fame. That's not how you get better. And us as fans, they're representing the brand for us. We can mm-hmm. have a little bit of – now, there were full-blown meltdowns, which I think yeah. is totally incorrect. Right. But I think saying – I guess that's probably where the sentiment of you're spoiled comes so from. I think mm-hmm. those are the people where yeah. you're spoiled, take a seat for a second, is accurately directed. But I also don't ever want to hear that. That's just like, again, that, that same sentiment goes back to um, just going back to there's there's no place to say that we're spoiled. You're in an ever-changing sport that's constantly chasing, as Iron Matthew likes to say, more glory. Yeah, I mean, you're not yeah. reaching more glory if you ain't striving to be better. I mean, the Chiefs have sure. to beat teams like 
Baltimore Ravens to get the one seed, and that's what we're playing for in the regular season. Yeah, we're going the to, thing, it's the I mean, one seed. I mean, we're the Chiefs, but we still need the one seed. It's a bye week. It's a free it's the only bye week. It's, it's a free win. Difference. It's the only bye week you can't get second. There's a big difference now with the new with the slightly expanded playoffs. There's a big difference between first and second place now. So there's definitely a reason to be angry about a regular season loss, especially this early. And for one, I mean, let's just like I mean, okay. I'll just say the score real quick. We can talk. Chiefs lose 35-36 to the Ravens. Ugh. On Sunday Night Football. Ugh. It's okay to be really upset about a loss like this. Just because the loss itself is just infuriating. Which is, which is what I was. I was just mad at the fact that they just lost. Because it, it was a maddening loss to me. Just the way it went down. I will say, though, in about 30 minutes or so after the loss, 40 minutes, my tone shifted from being mad to just being like next game, next game. And also like, okay, like the problems we're having aren't, I was going to say totally fixable, but there are some that are just not going to be fixable. It immediately reverted back to the 2018 conversation. And then in the Alex Smith era conversation of, okay, the problems we're seeing the regular season, unless like truly stuff just hits the fan. The problems we're seeing are not going to be regular, are not going to hinder us enough in the regular season to have us lose a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be in the playoffs, and the Chiefs are still going to be a contender to win the Super Bowl. This is still a game we should have won in the end. But are those problems going to affect January games? Are those problems going to hinder us when it comes to winning and losing playoff games? That's what I'm worried about with the Chiefs, not whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. I think this team's floor is like 12 and 5. They're still not losing more than like five games this year. But in January, when you play good teams like the Ravens, who maybe are a little more healthy then, or you play the Bills, or you play, you know, the Browns again, and you ha- if you still have these problems, that's when it becomes a problem for your organization and for the team as a whole when it's one and done. Yeah, January, as much as we don't like saying that running wins games. Running is a big part of January. Um, it can be. I mean, it definitely can when be. you're that far down into the season, people are hurt. Running the ball and just wearing down an opponent, it, it, can be it, it does, it does something opponent. in January. It's different. And that's that's one of the reasons why I think Tom Brady's been so successful in, in, in January because with the Patriots, they have a running back by community. In January, they just, they're, they're a different breed in January with Bill Belichick. I would even argue, though, like, then, like last postseason, Leonard Fournette went off. I mean, if Leonard Fournette doesn't show up like that, but I, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl. He does. Uh, let's, yeah. The I, run, the run game is very, very important. But, I mean, but they have two. It is, but it isn't like in our run defense. I mean, look at Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans in 2019. That was a good team. But you, you have to have a passing offense as well, right? But like, it's, it's got to be paired with something. It's not just a run let's, offense. Let's let's point this out. Let's point this out. The Chiefs gave up 200 and some odd yards rushing. On Sunday. Oh, it was disgusting. They um, gave up 251. 251. They gave up 497 yards total. Against Lamar, who I lamented in a short, can't pass. And you know what? We sat there and we watched that game. A lot of those balls were awful. Mm-hmm. There were a couple spectacular plays. He, he, two he picks and a pick six early. Two picks and a pick six early. He he threw well. He throws well when um, outside the pocket. He throws well when there's no feet on the ground. He does like a couple of things really, really well. Or when it's a very on time, just in the pocket, and no just, pressure kind of throw. Right. And even then, when there's no pressure, I mean, he's overthrow- he, mm-hmm. he's yeah. overthrowing Hollywood Brown yeah. streaking downfield. He makes he makes mistakes when, when normal quarterbacks in the NFL would Exactly. Never. And so yeah. I'm, I'm lamenting. Consistent yeah. than I'm, I'm super lamenting to what I stated that his arm, I just don't believe it. Doesn't mean that it can't get better. I don't believe it's going to get better. I don't think this is a Josh Allen situation. I think he's going to remain one dimensional and be able to pass a little bit. I think that's fair. He's um, going to have I to do. lean on not only his run game but the run game of those oh, that surround yeah, him. And when your opponent is is putting is allowing you to run for two hundred and some odd yards, yeah. A hundred yards to your quarterback alone is is not going to be good. Not including the week before, I think we gave up another two hundred and some odd yards. Again, it's it's Kareem and it's and it's Chubb, but that's 
we gave up almost a thousand yards total in two games. Yeah, and um, some things oh, I want right, to point right. out. Some things I want to point out is Chris Jones at the end thus far has been a failure. It has been the two best running teams that we're probably going to face all year, and probably and two the, the two best, best in the NFL. The yeah. It is. But to this point, but it's Chris Jones absolutely abysmal. Chris Jones has I mean, this team's literally transformed a superstar defensive tackle into a non factor DN at this point. Or at least point and it's I, been I, I do want to point out that's we we do need to go back. Well, we also have to go back and watch it. So this is a defensive end with a nose tackle or defensive tackles tendencies. Mm-hmm. The reason that Lamar was able to run all over us and they were able to get the outside zone going is because he's playing outside and there's no contain. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the factors, one of the factors that we get wrong when we're looking at Frank Clark. Frank Clark right now obviously hasn't played well. He's not getting his QB pressures. There is one thing he's doing well, and that's QB contain. He's so not jumping inside. He's setting the edge. When you look, they didn't run to his side. No, they, they, always, they abused, they abused Chris, Jones. Chris Jones' side. And that's not Chris Jones's fault. He's played defensive tackle his uh, whole it, life. Because this is the thing. Chris Jones. So when he plays outside, he right. jumps inside. That mm-hmm. forces the play outside. Yep. And our linebackers, especially with our oh Willie gosh, Gay, they don't do have the speed to do that. Nope. They don't have the wherewithal to do that. And clearly, nobody on that defensive side knows how to fucking tackle. No, it's no. I mean, Nick Bolton is the only one Nick, that can tackle, and he's so much. Andy Reid washed out of the Daniel Sorensen has the most missed tackles in the league. There's a foundation that the Chiefs are playing with this year. Thirty-five dollars for every tackle the Chiefs gets goes to this foundation. Daniel Sorensen, you must hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as Anthony Hitchens or Chris Jones. No, no, more because he has tackles. the most missed tackles oh. in the league. Oh. <laughs> He has the most missed tackles in the league. I understand, like he, he's got the where he's got the knowledge. He does make these plays, and and we are thankful for the plays. We're not we're not disputing the plays no, that he puts out there. No, he does make plays, but, but he also just misses the, plays the guy, consistently. The guy who's out on the field, and it's not even a Hall of Famer, but the guy who's out on the field and going to make the most money and get long term extensions sometimes isn't always the best player on mm-hmm. the field. It's the guy who's the most consistent. And Daniel Sorensen, you are the most inconsistent. Ben Neiman is there, and you are the most inconsistent player because he will. Ben, ben Neiman Neiman's consistently is consistently off. <laughs> He's consistently ben, ben out of the play. Garbage. I don't know why he plays. Because they don't trust Dan- Daniel Dorian. Dorian. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What I would like to at least see him on the field. field. I would at least like to see him on the my field. My only hope Once. is that Willie Gay will replace Ben Neiman in 0.3 seconds. But my he should. fear is that he he's going to replace Nick Bolton in 0.3 seconds, and Ben Neiman's going to still play. I, I don't. I don't think that's the case because I don't um, know. I, I this team has been very partial to those two, and it, it makes it no has, sense. It has been, but if we looked at the depth chart before the season started, Willie Gay's not on the IR. What's the no. depth chart? It's it's base formation four three, Nick Hitch Willie, and it's Hopefully that way. That. It's that way because Willie plays the same position as Ben Neiman. If you remove Nick Bolton, Willie Gay nor Ben Neiman can play Bolton's position. Hopefully, he hopefully, plays, that, hopefully that does remain the case. It's gonna, it, I, I hope you're. I think you're right, and I hope that ends up being the case. One thing I definitely want to bring up. Why? What? Why does? Why does Dan Sorensen get seventy six out of seventy six snaps? Well, Juan well, Thornhill eleven. Juan Thornhill 11. is sitting there with eleven. Juan like, Thornhill played at, well against I mean, the Browns. At this point, Juan Thornhill has been a bust. He's That's a great. His fault. The he's coaching a, staff won't play him. He's a great player, but he's been a he, bust. I. I. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's been a bust. Hang on. We can't How? say we he's don't a even, bust. He hasn't been. He had an ACL tear. He had an ACL tear, but he's been a. A year and two games. He was getting that. ready to and be he's the done. defensive rookie of the year until he tore his ACL. He was. And he was. And they didn't play because he was still coming back from he didn't play. ACL, which we didn't took play him a last, long time to come back from. That's not his fault. We didn't play him last season, and we're getting to the point where we're not playing him again this season. He's At this point, the, the okay, coaching staff I, I, is not playing point, him. Hang on. I want to point something out because it's it's we have to remember – People are returning from ACL tears very, very quickly in 2020 and 2021, moving on to 2022. But the issue is not, is he good enough? I don't think we're still understanding the ramifications of how horrific an ACL tear is. That used to mean the end of your career. 
or you were never coming back as the same player at minimum. At at maximum, you were never coming back as the same player. Yeah. Then we got to Adrian Peterson, who tore his ACL and was better the next year than he had been previously. Because and he, so that man is a cyborg. He's a cyborg. <laughs> he's so crazy. we're getting. So I want to I want to caution you in saying he's a bust. Number one, he was potentially defensive rookie player of the year his rookie season. I'm not saying this is his and fault. And then he was out. That doesn't mean that he's a bust. That means that the coaching staff is he's utilizing him properly. And the issue is, is we're I'm, continuously moving from a Bob Sutton defense to a Spagnolo defense, and there's almost been no change. I'm saying that it's not Juan's fault that he's becoming a bust. It's the coaching staff. They're not utilizing him. They're not putting him on the field. If you're not playing your second round pick from three years ago at safety position, or still having to deal with Dan Sorensen play, and you're the guy sitting behind him, they, there's nothing to call you except for a bust. He's a second round draft. Let's pick. also not forget that Juan Thornhill's rookie season, he was starting he at was that incredible. strong safety. He was. He was. Hang on. He was starting at the strong safety position. And Daniel Sorensen was still out on the field every single play. So it's not a Dan issue. It's not a Dan issue. because But Dan's taking his snaps now. Directly. Directly now taking his snaps. There's also some issues going around there. And I think the issue more in line has to deal, again, with coaching. But I don't, yeah, think, because, saying, I don't think because like you can't say somebody's a bust based upon the coaching decisions that are made. I'm not saying this is Juan Thornhill's. I just think, but I think he's going to get back the wrong on word to characterize it, but I know exactly. I, I, know, what, I know what you're Steve Spagnuolo is at fault here. I would, honestly, and I wholeheartedly believe Steve, that. Steve needs to pick it up. We we can't continue to overhaul this that's defense. Kind of, that's we kind of what I'm getting it. at. We overhaul yeah, no, 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 I agree with you. I agree. Yes, I agree. Chris Jones at at the end, at this point has been an atrocious move. And at one, we th- might see that pick up in the next few games because Hopefully. we're playing better teams. Derek Nottie has been. Uh, Non-existent. Jared He's also Reed got a little has hurt. Been the invisible. Jared, Jared Reed has, has been, been completely invisible. Literally, I don't think I, I, have, heard I his, haven't heard his heard name. His Outside name. of the Sunday night football, everyone says their name and where they're from. Jaron Reed has not but, had his name said on the broadcast. To be completely yes. honest, I also haven't heard Colin Sanders. I haven't yep. heard. Nope. I haven't Holland. heard. Yep. I was getting there. Everybody has and been that front seven. Outside of Nick Bolton has been completely and, invisible. And even Nick Bolton is only because he's made a couple nice plays. Otherwise, he's also been nowhere to be found. And then even outside of the D line, we haven't we haven't heard any good things out of Lajarius Sneed. We haven't With heard much LJ good. Has played poor. We haven't seen much out of uh, Charvius Ward this season. Mike Hughes has a decent game last, last game. I, I will okay. I will say this: I don't want to hear a DB's name called unless it's a pick. It's true. That's true. I don't want to hear. So we but, haven't but really we also heard haven't anything have, about Chavarius. We also have, haven't had much pass breakups either. We haven't. I feel like we're doing back, a whole lot of tackling right after and, they catch the ball. But let's go back and look at it. I mean, Baker Mayfield, had, did he have 300 yards passing? Yeah. So he had three. So that's 500 yards and then 205. So, yeah, even our DBs outside of Tyron and even Tyron is out there making – Horrible mistake. After getting two picks, mm-hmm. he he has a blunderheaded moment, and that's that's whatever. That's what like at that point. At that point, I think I knew the game was going to be a lot closer, and we did yeah. all end up clo- calling a close game. I called it by seven. It ended up being by one. You yeah, guys also 11. you called it by eleven. But so it, it was like a close game. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people giving Clyde I, way too much heat. Yeah, Clyde was just the. Oh yeah, he, a, he was the costing blow. It wasn't though. It was. I mean, it was. It was definitely the costing. It was, but it wasn't but, because look at. But it was all the things that added up to it. Why it was. Why it was even a situation where he needed. It shouldn't. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't have, have rested. Much. It shouldn't have rested no, in his hands. It's no. not. Number one, Andy Reid, you need to pass the ball more. We've been calling for. I've been calling for the run in that situation. Patrick Mahomes has the hot hand, and you don't need to be playing for the field goal. If you're going to play for the field goal, that's fine. Get it closer. See, Give him a chip shot. Yeah. I totally 100% understand with how bad the defense was playing and how bad they looked, the inclination to score was zeros on the clock. And, and Caleb and I, on our commute back home, were listening to uh, the program on Sports Radio 810, which is a good show. It's a great show, and I, I like those guys. I just this, I thought this take was interesting from Saran Petro. He was talking about this exact thing. He was saying he disagreed with people that were saying the play call was bad there, that running the ball was a bad idea because of how bad the defense was playing. No, you should try to play for the zero play for the field goal. And I think the conventional logic is is right there. I don't think that's terrible logic to say. 
But Saran Petro had earlier just said in his own monologue that Lamar Jackson is significantly a worse quarterback when ha- when he's forced to throw the ball, when he's forced to sit in the pocket and make throws. I think we can all see that. We can all agree mm-hmm. on that, right? Yeah. If the Chiefs score a touchdown, you're going to be up five. It's going to be four to, at minimum, six. You're going to be up six. Five at minimum, probably six, maybe seven, depending on if you go two-point conversion. Just a, point, a score. You're up a touchdown. You're up a full touchdown. You have, The Ravens are only going to have maybe... I don't remember how much time exactly was left in the game, but they're not going to have enough time. It was time about to, a minute or four, I think, when Clyde put it on the floor. I believe that's correct. They're not going to have enough time to run their normal in-rhythm offense for Lamar. They're going to have Lamar to sit back to and throw. If you score a touchdown, you put all the pressure back on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to go down and throw the ball to win the game. And we've I guess seen them not be able to do that against a half-decent defense in Tennessee in the playoffs. But if you attack, and this is what I don't, this is what Andrew, Andrew Reid's a great, innovative coach. He is genuinely a great, innovative offensive yep. coach. But he lacks the ability and wanting to attack in critical moments a lot of the time, and it's very frustrating. It I would agree because, uh, you know, everybody on on Twitter and all social media is taking the one clip. We we saw it. Everybody, we were, we were all watching the game together, and... Everybody but me is saying, oh, they're going to punt it. They're going to punt it. They have to punt it. They're, they're, in ter- they're in their own territory. They have to give it away. I said, guys, it's fourth and one. The analytics says that yeah. you go for it. Especially with running quarterback like Lamar Jackson. It doesn't matter yeah. who the hell is your quarterback. Yeah. It's Or your running back. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's no, you're right. fourth you and pick, one. You can't pick up one yard in the it's NFL. Four, you can't especially in this yard. NFL. You have all the analytics in the world to tell you that you want to go for it. Yeah. You're actually more likely to get one yard yes. than you are to not get one yard. Correct. No matter who yep. you run it with Correct. or pass it with. Correct. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. the analytics are saying ninety over ninety percent of the time you're going to get this happen. Yep. And, and so I, and when you, that was with Lamar Jackson, yeah, that's even it's, even more. It's like even, you're going to pick up one and yard. With, and with, with Tom Brady, it goes up yeah. because he's the king mm-hmm. of the quarterback sneak. Yeah, yes. Or and, with Patrick Mahomes in <laughs> fourth and two, but I don't mind because we won that game in the end. Still, <laughs> but but the other thing is like. Uh, so we, we were sitting there, we were, yes. we were watching, everybody's saying they're going to And I knew you were it. right the second you said that. Too. I, I, like, said, yeah, no, I said right. he's going to punt I realized it. Everybody well. looked around and I saw some I questionable faces. I we were just getting faces. really hopeful. I think yeah. so. Yes, <laughs> me too. I was just like, oh, please, please, please. But there's some questionable faces and you guys were kind of like, eh. And then all of a sudden, I just pointed at the TV and you look at John Harbaugh and he's going, Lamar, Lamar, yeah. do you want it? And the answer's got to be yes. Can Andy read? I don't I try not to curse too much on the podcast. Hey, I do have a little. I just go for I'm, it. I don't mind. <laughs> Andy Reid, grow some fucking balls when it comes to yeah. fourth and one, Please. fourth and two, fourth and three. You have the best quarterback in yep. the offense. It, and he's gotten a little bit league. better, but he still regresses sometimes. I mean, it's so weird. In the time that he like, has, he's the most progressive outside of Bruce Arians. Last season, right. he's <laughs> the Bruce most Arians. progressive coach offensively in the league and you're still not going to go for it. Last season in the beginning half of the season, which was a pretty boring first half of the season, and I think one of the reasons why is because the first drive, if the Chiefs had a fourth down, whether it was on their side of the 50 or not, Andy Reid was going for it. If it was fourth and short, I think I even saw him go for like a fourth and five one time on the first drive. We went for it, and about nine times out of ten, that drive ended in a touchdown. We, we have it. We've seen it. Andy Reid's done it. He just needs to do it at the end of the game now because we've done it consistently on the first drive. We've seen it. He did it several weeks in a row last year at the beginning of the season, and it was exciting. It worked. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he he just makes the plays, especially in those situations. So we need to put him in that situation. And it was even even more more frustrating. I I totally agree with that. What was even more frustrating about running with Edwards Lair in that situation was the previous five. Uh, the previous plays up to that point on that drive were all passes and the Ravens looked completely and bamboozled by the pass. One time yeah. and that's it. The the Chiefs we well, were the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey were getting whatever they want well, in the air on that. Well drive. and in the previous five uh rushing attempts there were two negative plays. One was like a negative one. He only uh, had, he, one of them was like a negative five and then one of them was like one yard. Like we're, in we're, two games. running was not working. In two 13 games, carries for 46 yards this game. 3.5 yards. And in the That's Browns honestly, game, I'll take three and a half yards of carry. I'll take three and a half yards of carry. Can we get him more if that's going to be the case? You can't expect a second, a first, second, third year guy. I don't care who it is. 
You cannot, you can't expect Nick Chubb to carry it 13 times for 46 yards in a game, give them the ball when they need it most, and expect them to churn out something. Right. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't happen. He's got cold that's, Clyde. That's what happened with. shown twice to, in two games in his entire NFL career that he can be that guy. Mm-hmm. It was the opening night of his entire NFL career against the Houston Texans. Yep. Had a big game, and it was the Buffalo Bills on you gotta feed double it. Monday Night Football because mm-hmm. of COVID Monday Night Football. Yes. That was it. I, but I don't. And I don't care if it's passes. I don't care if it's yeah. runs. We I, saw it with Baker Mayfield last week. Clyde and Vol. We saw it with Baker Mayfield last week. They go into halftime. The Browns had the ball for about a minute and a half in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter was all Chiefs because Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown the ball in forty minutes. The only reason I think even there's a sentiment of having to get Clyde involved is because he's a first round pick. Yeah, you got to get value out of your picks, man. And that's something this team is not doing. I mean, look at Juan Thornhill. Look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Chris Jones even was a second-round pick. We're not getting any anything out of him right now. It's. I mean, I thought he was a fool. He's a second-round pick. Oh, he's an early second-round pick. Yeah. Um, and and think else? Of Chris I mean, Jones. Um, Colin Saunders is a third-round pick. We're, we're not even playing him. The thing with Chris Jones that we've we've talked about him a little bit already, but like he's quick for a defensive tackle. Like he is. He, he's a fast end. Inside tackle. He's he, going to beat those fat guys inside. These tackles he's a great pass rusher are standing up already in a ready position before you even get off the line. They're ready. He is an elite inside pass rusher. On the outside to this point, yes, he can overpower a guy. And yes, his pass rush ability is still not bad. But in the last two years already, and this year for sure, he's been non-existent. Which has been even the further problem with the defense that we've already been talking about. But it's getting really annoying to see the same exact problems be true having, for the fourth year in a row. Having Chris Jones no at the end. No pass rush, no linebackers, mediocre at best secondary. Having Chris Jones at the end was super exciting. And I'm not ready to give up on it yet because it was two great teams and it could just be an outlier and some growing pains. But I'm going to give them like one or two more games. And if it's not working out, I they got to go back to to Christian, they have to, they have they, to, they've got to, he's got to go back. Inside. And the same with Jaron Reed. That's, that's the other side. That's the other issue too. Is like for two more games, then we got put all our eggs for some god awful reason. We put all of our eggs in the basket of Chris Jones being elite defensive end. We let Marvin Ingram walk. We let a couple mm-hmm. other guys walk. We let Taco Marvin Ingram's leave. been amazing. We let Taco leave the building. We let Tim Ward out. We let Tano Passanio as as poor as we thought that he like, played. That's still Dasnio was at least setting the edge, and he was an athletic enough guy to get that tackle. When he was able to get a little bit of pressure, and he was able to set the edge. That's all we wanted to take a little bit of pressure off of Christian Jones on the inside. He was a great role player. That's all coming off Frank Clark having one of the worst, if not the worst, season of his career. Yeah, and continuing poor form, but at least he can set an edge. Yeah, and that's also similar (laughs) to the reason why I wanted to keep Justin Houston back in 2018, even though the contract was bad. I readily admit. But he was doing the exact same thing. People were a little bit frustrated with like the lack of sacks he was getting. And he got a decent amount of sacks at 18. But like, that man was setting edges really well. He was pursuing really well. He was still playing at a very high level. But Frank Clark isn't even doing a lot of those things. Yes, he's setting an edge. He's doing he's doing well in that aspect. He's still he's not pursuing well. He's not I wouldn't getting, say he's setting an edge very well. He's not pursuing like he's not getting the, any pressure whatsoever. The Ravens just abused him with that read option. They made him choose, and he's a D tackle. He is going in. And Lamar with, he, with Jones, he's, yeah. he's going out. I mean, there's no way Chris Jones is catching him. Never. I want to leave this on a lighter note. We've gone on for 25 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, almost 28. On how poor the Chiefs have been. It's, just, it's a frustrating Overall, loss. It, it's a frustrating loss. You, you can't be up two scores multiple times and still lose the game, especially on the drive that happened. But there, but there were some positives that turned out. Pat looked really, really good. Minus he's, like two plays, yes. He spread the ball out. Yeah, minus those two he, plays. He, he took threw, zero sacks. He was sacked zero times. So and, and the two, number one, two times he should have been sacked should have been sacks. Yes, they, they should have. The, the, the two dumbest plays should have, should have actually been stupid plays. But I will say, the offensive line is looking absolutely fantastic when it comes to pass game. Orlando Brown looked amazing this week. He was a lot better. I didn't see anybody come off that edge. Not like not like Miles Garrett was last. Lucas Niang. They definitely got better from week one to week two. I wouldn't say they're an amazing O line yet, but they got a lot. But they got a lot better. better. I I say they performed amazing in that particular game. If we're gonna give them an overall grade, B minus B. 
Yeah. Put him in there. I would give him a this B-. game. I'd probably give him like an A minus. For what I for for bringing a brand new crew together with a lot of young guys, Creed has played well. Minus he he shotgunned it over Pat's head. Is that was, right? Yeah, shotgunned it over that Pat's was, head. That's where we got the intentional grounding. I'm still. A I like the call Creed by Andy point. to get <laughs> Pat under center. Sorry, more sticks. Uh, I like the call for Andy right after to get to get uh, Pat under and get Creed back to comfortable. Hey, yep. you're fine. Let's not do this again. Yep. Lucas Niang yeah. has played fantastic. I haven't heard Trey Smith's name called once. Great and you know regard. what? I want that to continue. Yep. I don't want to hear it. That's fantastic. That's what I want. The same thing that I want out of my out of my offensive line is the same thing that I want out of my DBs unless they do something absolutely fantastic like a massive pancake or a large pull yeah. and knock somebody like head. Unless Trey Smith is sprinting down the sideline alongside Tyreek Hill to mm-hmm. block the safety, yes, then I don't yes. really want to hear his name. Called. Either that or uh, next week we see a graphic of Lucas Niang just manhandling Joey Bosa. Yeah, that'd be, also, that'd be fine. Tyreek, not targeted enough for my liking. Four targets. But on the bright side, he did haul in three receptions. 14 yards. First 14 yards. <laughs> it's not the Tyree kill that we know, but he does have a couple games a year where he disappears because they lock him up. It yeah. just mm-hmm. happens. You yeah. sell out. Yeah, sometimes game. teams just sell out to stop one guy. And they really couldn't stop much else. Yeah. Travis Kelsey had seven for 109 and a touchdown. He, he they good. obviously did not sell out to stop Travis, but nope. they sold out to stop Tyree. And, and, and that's what they did. There's nine receivers who caught at least mm-hmm. one pass. Jody Fortson's one of them. Jody Fortson is one of them. One for 11. It looked fantastic. Jarek McKinnon getting out of there. I like to see it. Byron Pringle going off. Yeah, Byron uh, Pringle. With his two targets, two receptions. Massive touchdown. McColl, eight targets, five receptions, 55 yards. A lot better. That's what I like to see. Better. McColl came out, and and this might just be 11 yards per catch. 11 I'm hoping it's not just them overselling. I hope it's not just them overselling. Stop Tyreek. That McColl went off. Um, I hope this continues, but what we saw out of McCole was very good. We need some of that just mid-level production. A lot better. Uh, he just needs to be a wide receiver, too. That's all yep. we need. If, if, if he can be... If he can be five, This is what I thought this week was going to turn into for yards. As, as we As we talked about looking back at last week, I know Dan Harms on Twitter went back and watched every single snap that he had say that he was running wide open routes, saying that he was open. It just so happened that Travis and Tyreek were completely open. And this is exactly the type of game that we wanted from McCool. And if our offensive play calling and our defense could have stepped up, this would have been a massive win and everybody would have been talking about how great McCool Hardman looked. And I think that's one of the positives that we need to take away. People aren't talking about how great McCool Hardman looked at all. And 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 that's one of the things that needs to happen. The environment was better. If Byron Pringle didn't average damn near 32 yards per reception, Nicole Hardman would have been the second leading receiver. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen that since, like, week two we went yeah, off last it's, year. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. But it but it looked good. So uh, there are some takeaways. Uh, Nick Bolton looks really good on defense for the most part. He's arguably one of the most sure tacklers on the team. Juan Thornhill looks really, really good when he when plays. He plays. When he plays. Matthew tied the lead in interceptions, and it makes no <laughs> it makes no sense to me that in not a quarter of a quarter. So <laughs> Mike Hughes looks really good. Mike Hughes Mike has Hughes. looked fantastic. Yeah. I have also, heard, you know, and both the good part and frustrating part about this game is the Chiefs still should have won. Well, they really should have <laughs> won. You know what? Special teams has been one of the. I'd say we're still top five. We've moved the coal off of some of the punts, put them in a little bit, taking them off a little bit. I like to see Hughes back there. I mm-hmm. like to see them. Mike Hughes had a twenty-five yard position. kick return. Mike, I think Mike Hughes should be on. Pot Tommy Townsend return. three punts for one hundred and thirty-five yards and a couple of boomers. You yep. like to see he's putting it on the dot. He's looking good. So there and are he some did that very, all very good takeaways. Until the big game. And you but. know what? I'll say this too, Devin Duvernay. You should not have had that touchdown. So that's another, I think that's another, obviously there's a couple of penalties. I forgot about that one. There's a couple of penalties that happened that we're not going to name because they didn't really sway the factor of the game. It didn't change whether or not the Chiefs would win or lose. Exactly. I think that's a BS penalty um, on on Tyron. I also think uh, if we're going to sit and stick to the way that the that the taunting penalties have been called or or written in the rules, Lamar should have I think you have to get flip. Lamar. You, you have to call Lamar you, for that. You have to. You I'm have glad to they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. I don't like the rule. I don't want to. If we're yeah. gonna, I'm not. 
I'm not going to. I'm not trying to win like that. that. I but... want that to happen. Right. But if we are, if the NFL is going to be a stickler to the rule, do that because beforehand it was it yeah. was gray, but there wasn't really yeah. an issue. Now it's defined, and we wow. have a consistent issue well, from and, game to game. And so we call this we caused the Seahawks to lose the game. Over that, yeah. that was definitely the what cost them the game. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, certain re- certain groups of refs are calling it, and certain certain groups of refs are just letting it go. It's reminiscent flipping in the end zone, but some guys can't even throw up a deuce sign. It's, it's like rem- Tyreek. It's reminiscent but, of of the pass interference reviews of just a couple of years ago, a little bit. Like yeah. some guys are just it's lightly like, ignoring definitely. it, and some and then some are taking it very seriously. Or a lot of time you'd review it. And they would just negate the penalty regardless of what happened. Mm-hmm. Or not negate it, but, you know, like they wouldn't change it even if it was obviously not one way or the other. And across the league, the, the official teams, they just – it's different for every single one because yeah. you've you've defined it, but it's like – it's not defined still. It's like no taunting at all. And some guys are doing it. Some guys are, are not. You can't have that at all. Right. You can't have that. And also it's like, well, what is, is – is Lamar flipping into the end zone actually taunting enough? I don't think it's taunting. I don't I, think it's, I think it's fine. Just, but by what the NFL has defined, I think it falls into the rules of that. I don't really care that they didn't call it because I would rather them not but abide if, by that rule. But, but we've, it, we've got to have consistency. That's one of the yeah, things that I we're talking about. Consistent. We have to be consistent. And if, but I, I if it cost them the game – I, think I, this, I, I wouldn't agree with it, but again, we have right. to be consistent. Right. I, I we have do, to be consistent on on yes. what is a catch, what is not a catch. We've yeah. got to be consistent on I think this a ends PI up, or not a PI. I think this ends up like the PI reviews where I think it, I it's just like I think it's done. Yeah, dude, it's gone. It's, it's, gonna be gone. I, it's go- I mean, what after a few weeks, kills, I think they're going to stop calling it. It kills the play. Like NFL, you're here to entertain people. You are an entertainment franchise. Let's entertain think, people. What I think is happening is some of the ref crews are like, yeah, this is kind of bogus, and they're not calling it. And then some ref crews are still trying to implement it because that's their job here's, and that's what they're supposed to do. And by like week six or seven, nobody's going to be called. Here's what the NFL oh, is doing true. with this rule. This is exactly what they're doing. And, and we kind of covered it a little bit, but here's what they're doing with this rule. They're, they're trying to come out, I think the main premise of putting the power in the in the ref's hands. I, I don't think they're putting the power in the ref's hands. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, no, I, I think more of what they're trying to do is make sure that there's not one player. We see this in other sports. There's not one player who is more powerful than any of the clubs or the brand. We've seen, we see this in, let's look at soccer, Messi. He leaves Barcelona and Barcelona blows up. Cristiano leaves Real, and it kind of blows up. They're get, but they're not anywhere to where they not were. as bad as Barca, but not also not as good as they were. Exactly. You you get those sorts of things happen, and it starts to blow up a club in basketball. You get LeBron who leaves Cleveland, and well, they're LeBron's awful. A great example. He leaves Miami. Like, literally, he's just they're taking. Awful. He leaves Cleveland again, town to town. and they're awful. And he just takes a winning. So, like, I, I understand what they're trying to do. There's better ways to do that. Hell, you don't have to change anything that you're doing. The the NFL yeah. is is its own shield. It is going mm-hmm. to protect. I don't think you're going to take away the person by allowing somebody to have a personality. You're not. You're clearly not going to take away yeah. from what the club has because fans clearly will stay with that club. Yeah. Before anything else, this isn't the NBA. This isn't soccer where yeah. we've got fair weather fans everywhere. Yeah, Chiefs fans are going to stay Chiefs fans. Like we're going to lose some if Pat goes somewhere. Uh, if he goes to like, say he wants to go play in LA, fine, go play in LA. Like I'm going to be Chiefs somewhat of an LA fan. I will. The Chiefs fans are going to stay. LA jersey tomorrow. I will the Chiefs are still going to stay Chiefs fans fan. first and foremost. And Chiefs, what do they do? They go sign a quarterback. They go draft a quarterback. I'm buying that jersey. I'm not buying Patrick Mahomes' jersey. I might buy his jersey, but and I'm also it's buying totally Chiefs different jersey. from any other sport in the world. In I'm that regards, is that no matter what, your your majority of your fans are going to ride for the club. Yeah. You've made yeah. sure that that's going to happen, and that's because the NFL has done a really good job of building parity throughout the league. And it's perfect. And most of the teams, the vast majority of teams, have minimally like been in or very near Super Bowls. So, like, all teams and all franchises yeah. have tasted some success. success. Oh, yeah. Look at the Browns. Success. Four years ago, the Browns were a worthless, worthless franchise. Yeah. And now they're considered, like, one of the top two, three, two, four two teams or three in the right now. Easily. Yeah. But I, I agree with you, and I think, as I said a couple weeks ago, I also think this is to <laughs> boost the old whites uh, who were <laughs> mad about kneeling a couple years ago, and it's like, what if we crack down on taunting? Because that's they will like that. And if you get mad over that reference, I don't care. 
I, I don't know. I think it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> I will speak the truth, and you will not. Get, if you get mad at me, I will simply say I said what was true. Bye. <laughs> We did have uh, some pretty good games. I, feel, I mean, it was still a we very did, fun week uh, despite the We loss. started off Thursday, New York and football team. Who would have uh, been on that being actually a very fun game? I mean, I kind of figured it was well, going to be a good game. you guys kind of freaking chastised me for freaking picking the Giants. Like, I was the stupidest guy on they earth. Were they, no they were never Are going to They were never going to Are you kidding me? I don't care. They how won that team. game if there was not an offside penalty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> there, they, but why was there an offside penalty? Oh, my God. Yeah, because they're the Giants. Because they're the Giants. And if there wasn't, then what would you be saying? Yeah, you were right. All right, the Giants yeah, won. That's, that's, that's fair, fair but it didn't happen because they're the Giants. I'm just saying it should have happened. It was, a, it was a great game. It was a fun uh, game. And we uh, didn't win because we do Chiefs things, but it's fine. J.D. McKissick. <laughs> getting- <laughs> J.D. McKissick. Hey, man, sometimes when you, when you hold an L, you just got to hold the L. <laughs> yeah, like no. you in fantasy this week. Yeah, six, no, that's all right. That's all right. No comment. No comment. Uh, that was a good game. JD McKissick getting on the board. Daniel Dimes. The not fantasy looking. football game was not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dimes looking decent again. Uh, I think this Washington football team's defense is not going to. Is clearly not up to where everybody thought they were no, going to be. No, they're at the they're, of the year. they're they're okay, but they're clearly huh. not. Didn't somebody draft them in like the tenth uh, yeah, round in our? No, no, it was like the seventh round. seventh round in our fantasy like, football draft. They're they're fine, but they they've not looked. We thought they were going to be much better. Like a top 10, maybe top 5 defense. Yeah, fantasy, fantasy had them at the number 1 defense. I think they'll Danny, be better than they were in this game, but they still, like, you can't hold the Giants to less than 29. Danny Dimes was out there making plays. Danny Dimes was out there making plays. He was it's not good when he does that because it's an indictment on your defense. Yeah. No. That is, it's not good. Uh, that was a fun game Sunday. And I did not a fun, <laughs> a fun window. And I did not believe in Sunday Washington defense wild. as much as some people did, and I didn't think Heineke was going to do as well as he did. Is why I picked. There was, Heineke, uh, there was somebody out there who put a twenty-five dollars sixteen-team parlay down oh, to win seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Came down to one game. Damn. Damn. If I remember correctly. I remember correctly. Please don't tell me it, it was Chiefs Ravens. I, I would love to just put like five bucks every week. On it was not. It was not Chiefs Ravens. Okay, I was going to say if that happened, um, made, like, I think it hinged on through their TV. It was Panther lot. Saints. Oh, seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars gone the out the window. Rip. At least it was a game that was not. I mean, I think we all picked the Saints. We did. I, know, but I don't know if I picked them to cover. What was well, that? It was what like was three. Spread? It was like two three. and a half, three. It was. It was low. Yeah, I probably would have taken the Saints. I had taken the Saints. Uh, but we did have you know, Justin Fields come in. Uh, Joey Burrow got hurt. Joey Burrow is your guy. Caleb, did he come? Is he fine? Yeah, he finished the game. He did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Justin Field coming in, getting a dub. That uh, was such a bad game. Awful game. I don't want to cover it for too long. At least um, Burrow, uh, Burrow had a couple more touchdown passes. Jamar Chase caught another pass. That was of note. Tyrod, Tyrod goes out with an injury. He's oh, out. Yeah, a little Tyrod's bit better than out. we think they are. Man, I don't know. Not anymore. They got Davis no Mills. Yeah, no, yeah, not anymore. So what's up with this Deshaun deal? Why is he not why is he not playing? Not playing. He's not he's not happened. on anybody's suspended I, list. I don't know if he doesn't want to play or if he's they're I think not this playing. Is kind him. of a not a are suspension. Are they like, putting him in the corner? I think they're if, just kind of like <laughs> if they had agreed to play him, him. If they had agreed to play him, would he go on the commissioner's exempt list? I think that's kind of the thing. Like well, I don't think so. If he's not there, I think they would have put him on the If he was gonna be if if he was going to be on the exemplist, he'd be They're on the exemplist. I, I agree. I think Antonio I Brown wasn't on a team, and he was on the exemplist. That's, yeah. true. I, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'll give you that. They they do look good. We'll have to see how they play out. They they were 10 points worse than the Browns. I don't think the Browns had a great game. Baker Mayfield got injured, came back in. He did kind of pop off a little bit, but uh, but they did definitely didn't play up to what we thought they would from week one. Uh, Carson Wentz goes down with two sprained ankles. Two sprained ankles. That's what Carson Wentz thing. Jacob Eason time, he baby. Have, he doesn't have three feet. Jacob Eason. He's got two. And they're Jacob Eason time, baby. No. Um, I, I don't think his turnaround is going to be too long. It, it'll be a pretty quick turnaround, it sounds like. But, uh, mate, mate. I, don't, I doubt what, he's going to. What's going on with Aaron Donald? What is going on with Aaron Donald? I, he's not performing well. The Rams are winning now. I, I mean, they're winning, but he's not performing well. I don't know. I haven't been watching. It, it, maybe it's so been maybe. the rest of the defense has looked good, but he has not been performing. I was going to say something, but I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to have that conversation. Anyway, <laughs> maybe so. he's not worth the fourteen points. 
Not anymore. Oh, well, <laughs> um, Bills case. Bills come away with a fat win, thirty-five to nothing Dolphins against the Dolphins. So bad. Two oh. went out with the injury. Two went out. Two goes out with the injury, and that was really really early. Jacoby Brissett threw forty balls and only ended up with one hundred and sixty-nine yards. I think that's an indictment, not on Tua. I, on how on how the Dolphins have played so far, they obviously oh. got the win last week. Yeah, um, but I think that's an, like they're not surrounding him. I sadly told my buddy to play the Packers defense over the Bills defense because mm-hmm. Detroit's garbage. I picked up the the Browns de- or the Pack, Packers defense. I did too because I thought you know. Well, I told my buddy to play uh, over the Bills, and the Bills scored like twenty two. Are, are we ready to have a conversation about Zach Wilson? He was awful. I thought he'd be awful. I mean, Four picks. He should have thrown seven. It's week two. It's also the Patriots. Bill Belichick. Absolutely I mean, we've talked about this. Bill Belichick guys. is undefeated against rookies. Mm-hmm. But can we have a con- like? He he didn't oh, play well in week one. It was bad. It was really oh. bad. Now, I, I know what everybody's thinking. Oh, he was supposed to be good. Hang on. Rob Saul is a defensive coordinator. It's not like they brought in some guru to to, to yeah. coach the offense. I I didn't expect that, but I expected him to not throw four and nearly seven interceptions in a game. No, I didn't think it would be that bad, but it was bad. I didn't expect him to play well at all. I thought this would be about the result. It's his is second this, game, and I think it's Bill Belichick. Obviously, obviously, there is something to have been said for Adam Gase. Adam Gase is 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 poor. We've shown that in multiple franchises. Is this just a Jets issue? Well, I mean, yeah, the Jets are bad. We knew the Jets were going to be bad going into this year. They're pretty. I mean, he doesn't have a good roster around. They're him. talentless I mean, compared to the rest of the NFL. I know. Like I don't CJ Mosley and Quinton Williams. I don't think they're going to be that great for a few Probably seasons. They players. they got to rebuild. Oh, they're horrible. They're going to be really bad. Yeah, four picks is really bad. Like, don't hear me wrong. That's horrendous. But honestly, like, if I'm a Jets fan, yeah, it's frustrating to have another Jets quarterback look really bad. But as a neutral observer, I would honestly, like, I threw this game in the trash before it started I mean, if I'm the Jets. Of course. Unless you win, because it's a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. It's just not going to go well. And then also as a Jets fan, you got to look at Sam Darnold. He went 26 or 38 with 305 and two touchdowns and a pick against New Orleans, who everybody thought New Orleans was going to win that game. I certainly did. And Sam Darnold's out, th- out here balling. Against against the Saints, you gotta hate Sam Donald. So so, what's this with Sam Donald? Is Sam Donald two games, two wins? Looks we've now looks solid. Only two games in, but this is now the second quarterback that has left Adam Gase and has played well in a different location. Part of it is probably system, but this this goes back to say number one, the Saints look fantastic in Week One. So what's going on with Jameis? But also, what's going on with you know with these Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule and Sam Donald? Is Sam is Sam Donald good? I think he's good. He's also I, got, he's also got, I think he's good. I mean, I have to see more than two, but he's also playing with really good receivers. Robbie Anderson, DJ. Robbie Rowling, Anderson's good. They're both D- one thousand yard receivers. Yeah, they're very good. And also, having Christian McCaffrey, that's basically like a third receiver because he's going to catch five to six, seven balls. I, games. I do remember being asked for saying that Sam Darnold was going to have a good season. I was asked for that. I thought you were going to be wrong. I thought he was I thought be you were going to be wrong. And he's, it's two he's games. Well so far. Let's let it play it's out. Two games. He has let it play out. Gonna, bit, but I'm, I'm going to side with you. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a little bit worse. I thought I thought he was going to be better than he was with Adam. See, I, I didn't, didn't think, think he would look. This I just good didn't so think he would be enough. I just thought he'd just be really average. I mean, let's just let's just take a quick you look at his statistics. In this uh, game, he went 26, 38, 305 yards, two and one. Did have the pick? Seventy eight QBR. Like he's he's looking. He's looking like a solid quarterback. The Saints only had 128 game, total game yards one. of offense. Game one, Again. Sam Darnold, 24 for 35, 279, and a touchdown. That's it. Two for 235, you said? Uh, 279. 279. I mean, he went. Who did they play? Oh, they, but they also played it's the Jets. Jets. So, it was a revenge game. So, again, we've got, we've got revenge game <laughs> sure. against the Jets. He's also a defensive-minded coach now. He's got a game against the Saints. We have no idea what to expect at this point. Because James Winston played really well. And they have for yards. Hang on, and they have the Texans I'm on Thursday. Go, so I'm not going to go and say that Jameis played really well in his first game. Okay, that's actually fair. He played five. Uh, he he had five touchdowns, but they he, were he all put up a good stat line. Yeah, he, with 178 yards, I'm not going to say that's yeah, good he, for any. He didn't really. I mean, he, he put up a good stat line. Um, yes, but still, like the yards, like the, the productivity was not really there, and he scored, which is obviously what you're aiming to do. But do we want to talk about the Raiders? No. Two and zero. I think we have, to talk, we have to talk about it. Yes. Derek Carr is hitting stride like he did last year we at were, the beginning of the season. We were sadly talking about this earlier. 
where he yeah. looks good. 28 for 37, 282, 382, 382. two touchdowns, no interceptions. He did take two sacks. Pat should have taken the two sacks with a 79, almost an 80 QBR. Um, Darren Waller was barely involved in that. Henry Ruggs went off for five with a, a buck 13. Um, he threw one, two, three, four, four receivers, four different receivers had five receptions. So the Chiefs lost this week, so obviously it's overreaction week. Um, but me and Leonard were talking about it earlier. The Chiefs got to be careful because the Chargers are a good team. If we, hit, yeah, if we have the same mistakes that we had this, last week against the Chargers, the Chargers could steal one from us. We start one and two and the Raiders are three and oh. We're going to find ourselves in a battle for the division with the Raiders, and that is not what we want. Do, no. this, is, this is an away game on week three for the Chiefs? No, home. Oh, it is a home game? It's a home game. I, I expect us to game. get it back in order. I expect us to, we'll, we'll but you've got to fix some mistakes. We'll catch that in the preview show later at the end of this week, but I do agree with you. We've got to watch where we're going because no. we're setting up for what potentially it looks like right now, and we all know how it usually ends at the end of the season, but what looks like right now, we've got the Broncos and the Raiders at 2-0. and yeah. Broncos are bad. Broncos I'm won't stay. I'm not going to disagree with you, but the Broncos won't stay you there. Recognize but the, the Raiders next week no. have the Dolphins. Their defense is solid. No, it is. And Teddy Bridgewater is playing well. He is playing very well. It's just been against the Giants yeah. and the Giants. The Broncos, we won't be in a division <laughs> fight with the Broncos. But the Raiders, they have the Dolphins next week. They're probably going to be 3-0. If we drop to one they are and two, be three and oh, if we drop to one two and two, actually, I don't know if two is out. I don't know what two is. Uh, I'm not sure either. He didn't break a rib like I thought he did. What gotcha. Do you, what do you What do you guys think the Chiefs' final record at the end of the year is going to be? I said fourteen and three. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to stick at fourteen and three right now. I want to see how we how we shake up, but I think that's where we. I got thirteen and four, and I think I was originally at fourteen and three. I think their absolute floor right now is twelve and five. I think they're probably going to go fourteen and three still. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. The Raiders are going to get... Uh, Do you think the think Raiders change, to, to stay on this topic with the Raiders, beating Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh is a team that we thought they were coming in. They, they had a lucky mean, game last week. Team. A lot of 50-50 balls. Mediocre team. Their defense looks better than it did defense last year, but that they're also returning injured players. Yep. But, but the Raiders so far through two games, what are... Are we nervous right now? I'm not nervous, but the Raiders, I will say, they are a lot better than we thought they were. No, they're not. Yes, they are. You, you don't think the Raiders are better than we thought they were going into the season? Not really. I, I really don't think Derek that. Derek Carr's playing well. Derek, Derek Carr's Carr playing well. He, wasn't, he really was not very good against the Derek Raiders. Carr's playing well. Their mm-hmm. offense looks fine. They, their defense, Max Crosby and, and uh, Lawson, uh, what's his name? Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The other DN they have. Um, yeah, is it Carl Nassib? Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib and um, no, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib. No, Max Crosby. Either the defense. I'll just name tackles for any team. Who cares about the Raiders? We don't care about the Raiders. All right, but the Raiders' defense is looking a lot better than I thought they were going to be. They, I mean, if they continue to do this, we're going to be talking about Raiders maybe having a top ten defense. The Raiders play the Chiefs hard. If they, they I mean, if they're beaten, now, if they I, beat the Dolphins and they're three zero, and they steal one against the Chiefs, it's going to be a tough situation for the Chiefs. I really don't think it is. I, I um, want to see. A I'm just bit being more. realistic. I want to see a little bit more. I, think, I didn't I, think they I, looked I good in the Ravens. Like I said, it's clearly we week. didn't we didn't look good against the Ravens either. No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna one push I'm gonna push that one. I'm yeah. gonna go. We'll, we'll go ahead and push that one. They look good against the Steelers team that we're not high on. No. As long as you can beat a team that you don't think is good, that's the sign of a of a good team. We could also come out. We could also so easily envision them losing to the Dolphins, regardless of who's at quarterback next week, though, couldn't we? It, that's the Raiders right yeah. now. If, if they come if out and Tua, do this three or four more times, if Tua doesn't play, I don't think they lose. No chance. That's fair. If, if but if we're, if if they come out in over the next in the course of the next few weeks, they're like seven and one. Then all right, then we can, I think we can have a conversation about okay, the Raiders might actually like actually be good. But they, I think, I think they're like four and three. They could lose at Denver. I think they could lose to Miami. I think Denver. I, honestly, I think Denver's looking good. Teddy Bridgewater is throwing for. They are, but they haven't played anybody. They are, but he threw for three twenty-eight against yeah. a bad Jacksonville team yeah. that we knew he was. And He's again, well. it's a it's a bad Jacksonville team. But again, if you can perform well against yes. these bad teams, yeah, not, you're setting yourself up to be a 
No, it's a team. No, it's, it's a mark of not being horrendous. And I think the Broncos were always going to be at least like a 6-11, and 7-10 and 10 team. I'm just saying, out of the next five games, I think the Raiders probably beat the Dolphins. I think they beat the Bears. I think they beat the Broncos and they beat the Eagles. The only team I think they're losing to is the Chargers. And that's that's just my my predictions. I might just be a little high on the Raiders from what well, I've seen. Their second half of that schedule is, is, is a lot tougher, though. Well, the, the week after that, they have the Giants, and then we have the and Chiefs see- at Raiders. If they steal one against the Chiefs, it's going to get really tough. Bengals, I don't think. Bengals look bad for a little bit, but they still could have beaten the Bears. Uh, the Cowboys, I think, are better than we think they are, better than they should have been. Washington, I think, is not horrible. Chiefs, again. Browns are going to beat them. Uh, I still think Broncos could get them. Uh, at Colts and Chargers. I don't know. I, I'm just really not fearful of the... Of the I'm not super team. fearful of the Raiders. I think we're going to beat them. We're a better team. They make, they make me but, nervous. But like there's zero their schedule paired zero with our start, zero I'm just chance. saying that the records and the standings could get tight. Zero chance. Um, I didn't say they were a better Cardinals team. are looking like the team to beat. In their um, division. They, Kyler Murray's a dog. They they are playing. I know the Rams are playing well, but the Niners, Kyler, Jimmy G, are not looking good. And the Seahawks. It's been a weird 2-0. It's been a weird 2-0. And sure. the Seahawks, 1-1, one one, winning in overtime against the Titans in a game. Or no, losing Ooh. to the Titans. In a game that they probably should have won. Yeah. Regardless, they didn't look very good, even though Tyler Lockett's going off. Well, the tough part uh, was, th- those Cardinals are looking the Seahawks oh. were up twenty four to nine at halftime, and then just let the game completely get away from well, that them. That defense is looking pretty piss poor. Yeah, and the offense just died in the second half. Like it was bad on both sides of the ball. But you're right on the Cardinals. Like they can score, which we knew at will. Yeah, you know, they can score. At, we knew they so were good. going to be a dangerous team. I yeah. did not expect them to be this dominant. Yeah, and Murray's again, they dominant. only won by a point. But they can do whatever they fairly, want. Or no, they've had a blowout game in their in their first game, and now they play the Vikings close. I'm telling you guys, man, Tyler's going to win an MVP in the next few seasons. I'd like to see it. I'd love, I to, see love it. to see I it. I think it's going to happen. Um, Dak is playing well. The defense stepped up and only yeah. allowed 17 points against Chargers. Justin Herbert did not look at all very Wait, good in that game. What world are we living in? The yeah. Cowboys-Chargers yeah. is not a 41-38 to 38 game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awfully weird. Justin Herbert looked like he's regressing a little bit through two games. Uh, I think that might be a little strong. He's He's... There, I mean, he still went 31 of 41 for 338. He did have two picks, which that does stand out, but which he didn't do very many of last no. year. He didn't have multiple. I don't think he had a game where he had multiple turnovers. I think he only ended up with like 11 picks on the entire season, um, which is I thought it was nine. So, I mean, it, you know, I, 11 yeah, and nine is not that's not no, a lot. No, I mean, he didn't have many. Um, he might have had 13, it says. And uh, no, he had, t- he had 10. 10. Included, he already has three this so year. So in the middle of both you and I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course. He's already got three this year. So I think there's, a you know, obviously the the, the yards are going to come at, yeah. with any quarterback. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater is thrown for 382 yards a average game. quarterback. You're going to rack up some yards in this NFL. They scare me less than I, I originally thought at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so for sure. They now, still scare me a lot more than the Raiders. Rodgers, having the somewhat. The Raiders are a better team. The Raiders. I think the I Raiders think so far through two games. I think they're a better team. But uh, Jared Goff, these Lions, they played a very good first half. I thought it was very very. Even close. into the it second was, half, they, they they didn't play super poorly. But man, when it got away from me, got away from me. When, when they got back out on the field after halftime, the game was over. Jared Goff has some like shining moments. But he, he's oh, always oh. had shining yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a shining game against Kansas and, City. And that's why he got. And that's why he got picked number one. He's he's got those shining moments. Like he does but, have the talent. But yeah. I was watching that Lions game and I'm like, man, Jared Goff might have it here. And then the game went on. He just he, he had the play where he just like dropped the ball like fair, out was, of nowhere. It was raining a lot. Yeah, it was, it was but, raining, but, but like still. who just drops the ball? Like <laughs> I mean, Peyton Manning did it once, but it was like fifty. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just got these moments where it's like, man, this guy could literally be a top 10 quarterback. And then a few plays later, he's like, all right, yeah, I never want you on my team. It's just, yeah. it's weird watching Jared Goff because, yeah, there's, I think the Lions, there's so much hope there. A really, like, a slightly better than their record, like, 4 and 13. I think, team. I, I, I think they may win more games than that. I, I'm liking what Man Campbell is doing there and changing the, we'll changing, see. changing. 
the yeah. culture around yeah. that team. I think they're going to end up better. That's one of the better hires out of the window. As a, I, as think. A, I think so. I think so. Should we end the week on some fun stats? Let's do it. We have the fastest sacks through two weeks so far. Chandler Jones leads uh, in week one, uh, 2.24 seconds. Wow. From the snap of the ball. It's pretty That's fast. insane. That's <laughs> insane. Next is, is Bobby Wagner. Uh, so two linebackers leading. That was two and a half seconds um, in week two. And then Grant Delpit rounds it out uh, at 2.54 seconds that man in week two. Who, who did he say? Who was it? Uh, well, that was this week. So, right. uh, gosh, who did they just play? <laughs> we, we were just talking about it. We were just talking about Grant Delpit really play four. Texans. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was. Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. He absolutely leveled that man. You guys see, I mean, that was brutal. It was what a hit. Uh, fastest ball carriers so far this year. We've got Quez Watkins in Philly, wide receiver. The 91 yard reception week two. So this past week, uh, 21.62 miles an hour. Wow. Melvin Gordon comes in second at 21.52 seconds in week one. It's a 70 yard rushing touchdown. I'm and then Henry Ruggs is third. Uh, I'm going to go with the fourth one here because we're not going to like it. Uh, but no, Henry Ruggs, 21.42 miles an hour, week two, 61-yard reception touchdown. And Sammy Watkins in fourth, 21.05 miles an hour in week one with a 49-yard reception. Uh, you guys not hurt yet? <laughs> our longest play of the season oh, so 91. far. Oh, 91 by Quez. Jamal Agnew, Ooh. Jacksonville receiver. 129.2 yards distance covered. Week two, 102-yard kickoff return. Yep. Then Marcus Williams, New Orleans, 124.4 yards. He's a free safety, so that was a 53-yard interception. He covered 124 yards. That's crazy. Which is pretty well. Tyreek does round that out at number four, 98.9 yards on a 75-yard touchdown reception last week. That clearly was not... This week, hell no. Uh, improbable completions. Sam Darnold to DJ Moore. Uh, completion probability nine point one percent. It's a dog. Ben Sam Roethlisberger Donald. to Deontay Jones. That was an awful ball. I remember this. Yes. The the completion huh. percentage or the the probability should be way lower than it was. Because Deontay's, it was an awful ball. It was twelve point nine percent. Deontay's way better than I thought he was. He he, he is. He's definitely, very, he's a good receiver. Uh, third is Taylor Heineke to a player we know very well, Ricky Seals Jones. Incredible throw. Thirteen point seven percent completion probability, and actually Zach Wilson rounds this out at four. Uh, to Braxton Berrios, 14.1% completion. So the top four are all under 15% probability. That's pretty low. That's pretty solid. One's under 10. That's, that's well, very high throws. Um, after that, we could we could hit with remarkable rushes. You obviously have Melvin Gordon, who we covered, with 70 yards. Uh, his expected yards was six. Wow. Derrick Henry, in week two, he had a 60-yard run. Uh, he was also expected for six. Uh, and then coming in third, uh, Devin Singletary with a 46-yard rush. Uh, that was expected to go for four. Very impressive runs. Some good running backs for sure. I love those next-gen stats. They're fun. They're so fun to They're look fun. at. Look at the league and see see what kind of talents is out there. And some of these remarkable runs that are only supposed to go for four yards, and they break it off for nearly 50. Yeah, well, all runs are really I'm supposed to go for like five yards. It's nice to run the ball. Um, you know my thoughts on running the ball. Um, anything else, boys, before we wrap up? Uh, it was a decent week of ball. It was, it was, it was, it was some good games. Red Zone made it washable. Otherwise, watching any one individual game in the noon yeah. window was pretty rough. Yeah, noon noon window games. was very rough. The the three o'clock uh, still late was, was better, though. A lot better. A lot more scoring, at least. Still, Red Zone is the savior. Yes, it is. Uh, and then we all know what happened on Sunday Night Football, but it's still, it was a fun week. It was a fun week to watch. It was a fun uh, game still, to watch. You still got to watch Pat Mahomes do some crazy things. A couple a couple bad, mostly good still. Um, um, we are going to record on Friday. Should we cover probably. the Thursday game uh, for week three? Yeah, let's do a quick, let's do a quick, quick pick them uh, here. Quick pick them for no, three Thursday games. Texans. Yeah, nobody gives a damn. Uh, especially with Davis Mills being in. Uh, so we've got the Carolina Panthers led by Sam Darnold heading into NRG Stadium in Houston, taking on Davis Mills and the te- uh, Houston Texans. Carolina has an eight. Is it, They are an eight-point favorite. I think Panthers, they're going 3-0. Oh. 
Davis Mills. Is... Tickets as low as eighteen dollars. Wow. <laughs> if you want to go to a Texas game, Texans game, hey, get who your does, tickets. Though, really? Um, it's on Thursday. I'm kind of busy that day, but I might have to get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Panthers. They're going three zero. Yeah, give me my boy Sam Darnold. Let's go. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a fantastic week. He's going to look really, really good through three weeks. I'm waiting for his first test. Yeah. To, to see he what kind of happens with this team. Yeah. But I am glad that Christian McCaffrey is staying healthy this year. I think Teddy Bridgewater would have been much, <laughs> much did, better. He did go out temporarily. <laughs> he did. He did. I think I think Teddy would have been much better last year had he had Christian McCaffrey. But oh, I honestly don't think that they would have let him go nor traded for Sam or picked Sam Darnold up. Well, I don't think that would have happened. That worked out well for them because but it, Sam Darnold's better. He's sure. Better. I, it's, too, it's too tough to tell right now. These are these are Teddy. two to three games that I think Teddy Bridgewater would have also won. Um, I think probably as well, especially seeing that he's throwing for three hundred and eighty-three yards with the receiving core that he has against Jacksonville. Um, yeah, but Teddy B's forever at his ceiling. Sam Donald. I mean, that's has, because he's like ninety. All right, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. He's not that old. He's not that old. He's he's close he's to probably 30. like twenty. He's pushing eight. He's not much I believe he's 29. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's going to round out uh, Thursday's game. Uh, like I said, we're going to be recording on Friday, Friday, so you will get the next podcast coming out on Saturday. So keep your eyes open for our preview show coming to you early Saturday morning. Yeah, definitely keep an eye out. While for you're that. mowing your yard, put our podcast on. Take a listen. Or while you're watching Premier League, you don't need to actually listen to what the commentators are saying. Never, yeah. never. Just, just watch them kick the ball around and listen to us talk about other football. Tune out your kids. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to do with it. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I mean, it's your just life. To the podcast. <laughs> I'm not here to control you. I'm just here to let you listen to f- about football. Uh, I'm Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can follow me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Sabatinaya. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. Make sure to follow the show at, at TLCFP on Twitter. Uh, make sure Sub on YouTube. You can find us at TLCFP pretty much Throw us your questions. Throw us your comments. Let's get these mailbag segments going, people. I want to yep. get you involved in the show. Please. Yeah, no, we want to hear from you. Uh, please get a hold of us on Twitter, either at our personal accounts or at TLCFP. Please get a hold of us. Uh, also, uh, I have the email, at least in my bio. Uh, for I've got TLCFP. it in mine as well. Yeah, so yeah, hit our mine. emails if, if that's easier question. for you. Yeah, please. Uh, at TLCFpodcasts at gmail.com. Yep. In the bios, so check that out as well if you want to get a hold of us that way. Uh, we are more than happy to look at that as well. Anything else, boys? We got to cover it. Even in a loss. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh,